Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say I'm now joined on the phone by two members of A Few Miles On, uh, Philip and Larry. Hello, are you well? Hey, we're doing great. How are you? Yeah. Um, not too bad under the circumstances. Strange times that we live in at the moment. Uh, how are you coping with it all over there? Well, it's certainly had an effect. Uh, if you're if you're referring to the pandemic, yeah. it uh, has had an effect on you know live shows and and uh, and things like that, and um, you know causing us to do some things differently. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because we've had the opportunity to spend more time. Uh, writing and uh you know being creative in other ways we persevere yeah <laughs> the logistics of the band that must be hard to do because you all live in separate places don't you well no not not anymore um we're all from separate places but we all found each other in this uh small town just outside of nashville tennessee right so how did you come to meet <laughs> Larry, I'll let you answer that one. For, fortuitous, maybe. Um, well, you know, uh, Philip was already in the band when I joined. Uh, they had gotten together playing uh, some classic rock cover tunes and things like that. Um, they needed a bass player to fill in some shows, and, and our uh, I guess we're all lucky that we found each other, and I joined, and I guess about a year later, uh, we were we were writing our own music and getting ready to record, and... Uh, and it's it's just kind of a whirlwind, so to speak. It seems like it was just yesterday, so it's been great. You say that the band was originally doing rock covers. So how did you come to do blues? Was it a shared love that you all discovered? Yeah, you know, I mean, they, you know, they had asked me kind of what my uh, ambitions were in music after being in the band a little bit. And, you know, I told them, boy, I, I've got a dream of going to the International Blues Challenge and you know, going and playing in Memphis and, and, you know, luckily instead of thinking I was weird and kicking me out, they said, Hey, that's a, that's a great idea. And, uh, things just kind of, kind of went from there. Right. And the band has been going for about 10 years now and you've released four studio albums. Is there a main songwriter within the band or are they all team efforts? I think they've been team efforts for sure. Uh, up until the last, well, even the last album, um, the, the primary writers have been myself and Larry and uh, our former drummer, Randall, who uh, just left us last year. Yeah, I think it's always been uh, a, a group effort. Nobody comes in with a finished song and says, this is how it goes. <laughs> we, we bring in ideas and we finish them together. Yeah. Where do you take your inspiration from? Is it from things that you've seen when you've been touring or just things round and about? I think it's all of the above, really. Um, most of the lyrics come from me and most of the musical arrangements come from Larry. Um, and, and so we take those two strengths and put them together and kind of, um, you know, I think you're always stronger together than you are trying to finish something on your own. And, uh, so lyrically speaking, I think it comes from just observing the world around me um, and trying to occasionally be, you know, aware of something that, you know, 
a phrase that someone says in a conversation or, or, you know, some personal experience that I have that I can then turn into a song idea. But then musically, I think, you know, there are just as many influences. Um, you know, our, our experience of going to Memphis two years ago to compete in the International Blues Challenge, just that group experience yielded music, you know, our, 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 the experience of living that together and, and coming out on the other side of it yielded more music. And so I think that's, you know, it's all very organic. It's, it's on, I have to say, I'm not very disciplined about my part of it. It's just kind of when inspiration strikes, you know, there's definitely no formula, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, cause I think if there's a formula, you might rule something out that's quite inspirational, right? So it's uh, wherever inspiration strikes and, and wherever we're at and whatever we can do, we'll, we'll do that. If it's got to rest for a little bit, let it rest for a little bit and simmer and come back to it. But certainly no set formulas with how we work. Are you always trying to develop? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think from a from a musical standpoint, you know, I mean, we're, we're always trying to be creative in, in the way we turn things around and, and we try to try to be true to the blues but we, we you know we also realize that there's some opportunity there to substitute some chords and 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 shake things up just a little bit so i mean that's that's always a conscious effort i believe but uh, we certainly certainly don't want to sound like everybody else but we want to be true to the form as well you say that you're based now just outside nashville which is music city so does that influence your music in any way <laughs> Well, I think it, 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 it has for me um, because I grew up, uh, well, we moved to Tennessee. My family moved to Tennessee when I was 10 years old. And so um, moving from the north in the United States to what is considered the south um, was certainly somewhat of a culture shock. Um, but I will say, you know, my, my parents were, were huge music fans and listened to all kinds of music. So... I wasn't just exposed to one genre growing up. So I knew what country music was when we moved to Nashville. But for most of my life and most of the time that I have played music, I have deliberately avoided playing country music or pursuing that, not because I don't like it, but because I feel like what I have to share and the expression that I want to do that in uh, really has more basis in uh, blues and and southern rock and 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 even more R and B styles. But now, having said that, I think you can find a common thread in all of those things. Yeah, Nashville is known worldwide for country music with the Grand Old Opry and all that kind of stuff. But there are some great blues bars around there, aren't there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and even just recently. Um, you know, in the last few years, a lot of blues and rock acts have been performing, you know, in Nashville at the Ryman Auditorium and other other places. It's a very diverse culture in Nashville. It's not, you know, musically monochrome. There are, uh, there are a lot of different things there. And, and there are certainly blues bars in Nashville. And one of the most famous rock and roll bars in the world is still functioning in Nashville. Uh, they exit in. Um so, you know, there, there, there are opportunities to hear other kinds of music there. And our focus has primarily been on, um, you know, establishing ourselves in, in our, I guess what you call our region, which would be 
um, between Nashville and Knoxville, sort of the East Tennessee region, and just becoming, you know, known as uh, a great blues band in the area. If somebody thinks, hey, I want a blues band to play at this event, we want to be the first ones they think of. I know from experience when you're trying to come up with a name for the band, it can take weeks sometimes of debate. So how did you settle on a few miles on? You know, I have to I have to confess, I was not in the band when it was named. Um, I replaced another guitar player, and the band has already, was already uh, going at that time. So originally, I wasn't even the singer. I was just uh, coming in to play guitar. Uh, the former members, uh, or the previous members that started the band, Randall and uh, our friend Mike, I believe came up with the name. But truthfully, I don't know how where it came from. But after we recorded an album uh, with that name, we just chose to stay with it as members have come into the band and, and rotated in and out. Right. You mentioned about the IBC, the International Blues Challenge in Memphis, and you made it to the quarterfinals. That must have been a big thrill for you. Oh, wicked big thrill. That was a dream come true for me, for, for sure. I've been there myself a few times. Just walking down Beale Street has got a certain feel about it, hasn't it? It, it, it does, but I got to say, you know, I, I hadn't been before, and I would like to go back without a, a competition looming, right? Because it's it's really kind of tough to, to get that out of there, um, out of your mind a little bit. Um, but I, I would definitely like to go back just to uh, take it in with the, 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 the tent of, of the, the, the competition not being there and, and try and enjoy myself. So we were pretty focused when we went. So you didn't really feel like you were in the home of the blues because you were too focused on the competition then? Well, you know, that's, that was certainly in the, in the background of everything that we were there, but I, I, I think we really tried not to let that kind of take away our focus from what we had to do up on stage. So, um, but I'd like to go as a spectator and, uh, and try and enjoy myself uh, next, next go around because you can see it there or don't don't let me get this out of context i guess or, or take it out of context but you know certainly the the air of the of the history and and uh and, and you know what it was was certainly there um i just felt that at least for myself that we, we had business to take care of while we were there and that's that's what we did and i'd like to go there to just to immerse myself a little bit and not have the competition to, yeah. uh, to worry about it certainly seems like a million years ago when we went because you know, it was uh, early 2020, and uh, the pandemic hadn't wasn't really a thing yet. And so um, I don't want to call anything normal <laughs> these days, but looking back on it now, it, it really felt uh, just like a big event because there was people elbow to elbow up and down Beale Street on both sides of the sidewalk, and there was stuff going on in every bar. And, and so there was a lot of energy and a lot of excitement, and, and I think, Larry's right. We really didn't get to enjoy much of that. We saw it as we, you know, went from place to place. But um, you know, man, what a what an incredible honor to be able to play uh, on Beale Street in one of the places that so many other people who are much more well known than us had played. So, yeah, I, that was my takeaway. And and also, you know, hey, I want to go back and go a little further next time. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you've opened for several top names. Uh, if we started to list them, we'd be here for quite some time. What's the most memorable for you? Larry, I'll let you answer first. Oh, gosh. You know, be before we went to the to Memphis, we, we opened for Albert Cummings 
uh, over in Knoxville. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt that, uh, and listen, we had already opened for Albert prior to, uh, you know, in a, at a prior show a couple of years before. And man, it, you know, we were on our game and that there were so many people there and, uh, you know, the, the reception for us was, was awesome. Um, the, the, you know, just the overall response was great. And I felt we were hitting on all cylinders and, and certainly the most memorable because listen, I dig Albert Cummings and it, it, it was absolutely incredible. And, uh, can't wait to open for him again if we get the chance yeah he was so gracious to us you know he's a former ibc challenger and he had a lot of advice for us as far as what to expect and what to be prepared for and he was just super uh supportive of us and what we were doing and uh, it's always good to have mentors you know they say sometimes it's not good to meet your heroes but that is not the case in albert's uh in Albert's case, he was just super to us and very supportive and, and a wonderful person. It's one thing that I've picked up from talking to people over the years, that when you perform with or support a big-name act, quite often they don't have airs and graces about them, and they will give you bits of advice. Well, that's certainly true, I think. But, you know, they have their reasons for being uh, for doing things the way they do. And, and you know, there's a, there's a I guess, in, in, in live music, there's this, uh, hierarchy, so to speak, I guess. And, and when you're the opening act, there, you know, you're not you're not really, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, considered to be equal to the headliner. And that's okay because honestly, it takes a little bit of the pressure off. We don't have as much to prove because we're not necessarily the biggest name on the on the show bill. But the flip side of that is we can go out there and have fun and uh, enjoy ourselves and, you know, make a few new fans. And uh, uh, that's for us. That's what it's all about, really. Uh, Your latest album is getting praise and radio play all over the place. Because of the pandemic, you've not been able to promote that as you would have liked. So are your future intentions to promote that or are you already looking towards your next album (laughs) yeah Uh, probably a little bit of both um i i think the pandemic really killed uh you know a lot of our chances to capitalize on on you know the whole ibc thing for us um and and, you know a new album that's great and i i want to promote it and we're getting a few opportunities but i i I don't want that to stop us from from moving forward with with new music and you know we're already plowing ahead with new music we're not going to let a whole lot of that stop um so probably a little bit of both back to answer your question we'll we'll continue to promote and continue to create you know it's kind of how we work anyway so i think one of the greatest things about being uh where we are right now especially for larry and i uh and john as well john is our uh, our new drummer um is that we're all becoming more educated in the process of home studio recording and in fact all of our albums have been self-produced um and so each time we do one of these we learn more we apply that to what we've already learned and it honestly gives us another way to look at our music other than just being a writer or a performer. Now we're also producing, you know, now we're also engineering. And so it just takes you deeper into the levels of that and gives you the opportunity to really flesh out the vision of what you see for each song. Well, 
It's been an absolute joy talking to you and thank you for getting in touch with me. That hopefully things will sort themselves out to such a degree that you might even get to come over to the UK. Oh man, awesome. I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's been a dream of ours for a few years now is to to put some kind of a tour together and and come over and uh and play a few shows in in the UK. I've I've got family over there so that would be fun to to uh get over there and see them too. But uh, yeah, it's it would be if there if this thing ever ends. <laughs> the pandemic I, I think it would be something to to definitely aspire to for us absolutely okay well thank you for taking the time out to do this and uh, all the best for the future awesome awesome thank you so much Kev all right take thank care. you take care Have a a good day. Bye-bye. And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there. And there will be more as we record more for the show. And we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So plenty more to come. And of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always Listen Again. I'll see you next time. Take care.